TTT Confidential. I'm Braden. I'm Dan. And I'm confused. Yeah, so just, Zell, we you can uh, decide. Now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're actually not sure uh, if Zell wanted us to record a, this far in advance. So we're actually not sure if uh, this is going to be uh, Case File 255. Or if it's going to be a bonus episode. But either way, uh, this is following this, the theme of Spooktober. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and obviously with Spooktober, we're talking about stuff that's uh, terrifying, um, scary, spooky. Uh, we kind of leave the realm of aliens and conspiracy for a while and just talk about straight up scary stuff. And today is no different because we are talking about the most haunted house in America in the world. And that is the Whaley well, House. According to Travel Channel. Yeah, or Travel Magazine or, or something. Maybe <laughs> Zach, uh, Zach Baggins, I don't know. Well, it's the someone, Whaley House, a.k.a. The, the Ballad of Yankee Jim. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, also, the, it, I did find it quite comical that uh, um, if you look up the most haunted house in America, uh, there's a whole bunch that uh, are fighting. But the Whaley House buying. is on there. It is on yes, that list. It is on the list. Yes, it <laughs> is always on that list. On travel channels. Right. So we are, we are going to, and it's, you know, it's number one in the Craig's triangle. Right. So I'm still, I'm still <laughs> looking for the certifying body that certifies most haunted places. I'm still, still searching for that. I think we <laughs> I should might have to establish our own. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Yeah. The most haunted, like we should but, have a title just called most haunted and we go and we stamp it. Listen, and then and then we'd be like, "Hey, you got somewhere more haunted? Bring us in, and we'll we'll take a peek, and we will decide if this is in fact the most haunted." Wait, here's I mean, the you'd key have, thing you'd for have us. to put down. You'd have to put down so, like certain criteria. That, like, well, number oh, one, yeah. uh, the number one criteria is we decide from distance. Right? <laughs> we don't go. We okay? remote. Yeah, yeah, remote decisions. <laughs> Yeah, we we look at that. Um, also, you know, we'd have to take in a bunch of factors, right? Uh, street appeal, right? Sure. Right. Does, it look, appeal. does it look spooky from the outside? Does it look, yeah. does it look spooky? How many Day doors does night. it have? Yeah. All yeah. of those Sellers. doors. Are they next to each other? Do they have suits <laughs> of armor? How yes. many Native American ba- uh, burial grounds are underneath Fair that enough. property? Yeah. <laughs> any any gargoyles, right? Like those kind of things. How many stairs does it take to get down into the attic? And is there only one little light bulb with a pull string? Yeah. Uh, How creaky are the floorboards, right? We'll get the recorders out there, right? If the high death, well, ooh, that's a high, that's high on this, on the creaky factor, right? And how many people have been murdered in this place? Yes. I think that's kind of the key. Of course. How how much blood in liters per second do the walls come out of the walls on a regular <laughs> yeah. basis, like in a day. Yeah. yeah. How much blood does a wall sweat? Yeah. Um, how far can the poltergeist move the couches? <laughs> right. We have a, we'll track, we'll measure. Right. Be like, it's yeah, like, like a, world yeah, like a measuring tape. <laughs> like it's just like cutlery, like flying out of the, flying out yeah. of the cupboards and stuff. How long do the oh, pantry doors stay open? You get that one. Uh, Nine meters. Good. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> yeah, chalk it up. Oh, DQ'd. DQ over the line. <laughs> Can you imagine you got a full blown poltergeist going on. The ghosts are going nuts, and you got a bunch of like three dickheads standing there with key, uh, like fucking little boards here just <laughs> going through, like checking we, things off. We, 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 the we come to the, all the houses. We come to all the haunted houses wearing those fucking stupid suits with the little judge ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> like a dog show. Like it's like yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, the shit's all flying around the room. We're, oh, 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 mm, very good. Yes. Beautiful yes, form yes. on the couch yeah. toss. Wonderful oh, look at that. Mm, yes, mm, quite. Mm, quite Rogers. <laughs> uh, I like it. Dude, I, I think, that, you know what? Fucking, this is the show we're pitching to John. Most Haunted, right? There's right? already this a is great. Most Haunted. <laughs> is there? Ah, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> is it, uh, yeah, if you were going to, if you, yeah, if you, Oh, the Ghostly Choice Awards. That's what we'll call it. Ghostly Choice Awards. Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 
right? It's just Every like you year. have to establish, like just a, an established ranking system would be nice and just be like, okay, what criteria does a house have to beat to be dubbed the most haunted? Um, I, you know, I did look, I don't, I, there's maybe like one or other, one or two other houses in the U S that are, that have the title most haunted house, but well, it's I mean, still straight. You like, you'll see a lot of like, this is one of the most haunted houses. There's a bunch of yeah. those. There's a bunch of top 10 lists. Like you'll, you'll come across them. They're, they're everywhere. Uh, but, uh, the Whaley house is usually, is the only one that really gets like that, like in the headlines, it's always the America's most haunted house. Yeah. And you know, what's cause you know what it's, and it's an interesting one because it's not technically a, like it is. Yes, it is a house. People did live there, but it's also got, you know, it's got some commercial, right? Like whoever built this house way back in 1850s, you know, they were like, you know, and I want to zone this a little, uh, commercial residential. Well, mix, there's, right? there's a reason to that. Yeah. You know? Thomas Whaley had fucking methods to his badness here. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna get into that. <laughs> He's like, I want to live where I work. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, no. well, he was a forward thinker. I mean, the guy was guy had a pretty good guy had a pretty good head on his shoulders. I think for at least uh, that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bad. question some decisions that he made personally. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so Thomas Whaley uh, came from a family that lived in New York and his parents were in a business actually selling hardware and woodwork. And so in 1849, at the age of 26, Thomas uh, left New York and he actually moved to San Francisco and he had plans to go ahead and take advantage of the wealth that was being produced by the California gold rush at the time. So, I mean, getting in on the, on the floor, he wasn't out there to he wasn't out there to hunt gold. Yeah, he wasn't out there to hunt gold, but he was there to take advantage of all of the uh, business that was started flooding into those places at that. Well, time. yeah, because you know, selling fucking pans. Well, and every yeah, everyone's <laughs> everyone's making hand, like money hand over fist over there right now on the gold rush, right? And you know, as they always say, a fool and his money are soon parted. So it's this guy's just going and he's he's going. What can I sell these? Yeah, well, I, I mean, you're guys? already in the hardware business, so I mean, that was yeah. his kind of thing. He's like, I, well, you know, people are digging for gold; they're gonna need shovels. Like, oh yeah, buddy, know, they're, they're gonna need hey. fucking prospector pantaloons. Yeah, <laughs> got them. The shovel, the greatest tool, as Andrew says, bingo, bango, bongo, body gonzo. That was probably their. That was probably their logo. That's probably their motto. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guarantee he sold a shovel using those exact words at some point, probably. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, bing, bada, what, else you, what do you bingo, think? Bingo, bingo, bongo. Yeah, that's what I think. As he's spinning it around, swing yeah. it in the air. Shuffle. Yeah, you need to jump someone's claim real quick. You got to make that dude disappear, man. Yeah. Like, you can't just kill him, <laughs> toss him in the river. It's going to float down. It's going to end up down here in the bay. Thomas Whalen, he's at Costco with one of those little mics on, holding yeah. the shovel. Right? Hey, come on up. Check this hey. out. Hey. This is oh, a bingo, bango, bongo. Yeah, you need to claim, boom, bingo, bango, bongo. And then he does a scoop of the dirt, body gonzo. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All in one. Well, you scoop the fucking, the dirt in the air, it goes flying in the air. You fucking kick the body in. You move the shovel all the way, the dirt falls down, buries the guy. Yeah. Fucking yeah. dunzo. All in one. <laughs> Boom. Uh, he's like this is also a personal banking system head in the backyard yeah. <laughs> dig a hole chuck your gold right in there oh yeah buddy so Tom, Thomas went ahead and set up a store uh, with his business partner at the time, George Wardle. And they were selling uh, out of that store hardware and woodwork that came from his parents' store out in New York. Now, he was pretty successful in this endeavor and, uh, you know, by all accounts. And then somebody must not have liked that because all of these business buildings actually were destroyed uh, by arson in the May in May of 1851. Yeah, well, this is 1851, right? So if you have a competitor, there's no like price battle. You just destroy, like really, you know, you go at night wearing black. Unless someone physically sees you, every crime is the perfect crime at night back in 1851. Like there's, it's not like they had surveillance ca surveillance cameras or anything to catch you. Like I couldn't imagine being a criminal back then, man. That was that was the heyday for for crime. Well, yeah, buddy. Unless you were like caught in the middle of yeah. murdering somebody, yeah. you're getting away. I played yeah. Red Dead Redemption. I know how it works. Yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's still you can chase that guy down before he reports your crime. <laughs> Get yeah, on your horse. Hundred percent. That's exactly how it was. Hey, listen, Toss boy, him so, off a cliff. Hey, you're forgetting both things. What about fucking Sherlock? He would have figured it out. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't in the States. He was busy out he in the did, UK. He could travel across the pond a couple of times, I think. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't think he would, you know, waste his uh, skill set on arsonists, though. You never know, Matt. Uh, so after this, um, he had had plans to marry the love of his life, who was Anna Eloise Delaunay. And uh, <laughs> what put off those southern, plans. And, what a southern name. Delaunay. Myth <laughs> um, is Delaunay here. Yeah. He said, my, say, my southern, my southern, my southern bell. bell. If I do say so myself, Anna Eloise Delaunay. <laughs> I'm gonna take her name. <laughs> I, I'm gonna make an honest woman out of you, Anna Louise Delaunay. <laughs> Could be pronouncing that completely wrong. <laughs> Listen uh, here, Anna Delaunay, mayonnaise. I'm gonna make you my wife. <laughs> Uh, so he went to, went ahead and moved to San Diego, and he was going to go ahead and ah yes, the whale's penis, her vagina, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was going to start over here in San or not here, but there in San Diego, and he started up uh, a couple of businesses with uh, his brother. Uh, what was it, Franklin Henry Henry uh, in eighteen fifty one? So. With this new start. So this is the place where the Whaley House is located at this time. It is still there. So it is like, it is in Old Town, San Diego. You can go, there's tours. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But this is where he decided that he was going to build his house. Now, before he built his house, there was nothing on the property of where the house would be built, except like a couple of trees. And there was just undeveloped property. And... But <laughs> it was in use. Uh, and the, the normal activity that occurred on this property were executions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you imagine he, this guy's like, he's checking out the property. He's like, okay, yeah, this is like this nice, nice plot of land here. Uh, we could use this gallows here. We could use the wood to help build the fucking property, build up the house. <laughs> like fucking got to use all the materials, right? <laughs> well, and it's, it's like, and I, the realtor is like, there's only there's only been 56 hangings here. It's yeah, a steal. <laughs> can you knock 20 off the price, boys? Yeah. Is that fucking perfect? <laughs> Done. Yeah. We can sell this to you right now for $13. <laughs> Um, and also the appeal for using this, uh, this undeveloped property as an execution yard was apparently that it was also adjacent to, or very near the town cemetery. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so as the story goes, in 1852, there was a six foot four inch man known as Yankee Jim, who apparently had been convicted, uh, along with two other men, for stealing a boat. Yeah. Although they were suspected of some more serious crimes, such as murder. And murder. <laughs> now, Jim uh, was taken to be the ringleader of this group. And so he was going ahead and convicted and he was given the death penalty. And then, so because probably, he was so Because tall, the fucking judge was probably fucking short. He's like, all right, I know who I'm going to pin this on. It's a tall yeah. bastard. Yeah, he was the, to t- yeah, probably the tallest, tallest guy. Probably the tallest guy. You've got to be in charge. You have You're the to tallest be. one. Yeah. 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 Guilty so by cool height. now, are you, buddy? <laughs> totally accurate way to gauge like, so. how tall they are. Um, yeah. And co- yeah, it's a 100% tell of culpability is how I tall say you so. are. Yeah, I'd say yeah, 100%. so. 100%. Everyone knows the Listen, taller you are, the more crime you are possible. Well, think about it. Well, I'll, I, on the flip side of that, everybody knows the shorter you are, the more down to earth you are. Obviously, right? <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a fucking yeah. better person. You're, yeah, just a, you're just a better person all around in the show. Yeah. 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 We're down yeah. to earth. Yeah. That's yeah. where the term comes from, so. down to earth. That's, uh-huh. Is it not? It's meant, yeah. 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 Uh, so when Jim was taken to be executed, uh, because of his height, the toes of his boots actually touched the ground and there was not <laughs> enough to actually support his weight. So because when they decided to hang him, uh, you know, when they released, they pulled out the, uh, you know, they pulled out the board underneath his feet. Yeah. He, he hit the ground. <laughs> he pretty much like, he, it was on his tippy toes. Like he was on his tippy yeah. toes and he didn't, there was no well, proper force that is You know, he was talking so much shit too. Yeah, he was too oh, tall he was for choking. He, <laughs> like, yeah. It was, was too tall for like, the, the drop to break his neck, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. That, which yeah. would 
which I think is like, it's not an all too common occurrence for them to break their necks, but it is something that it's, it grants you a swifter death. If for, for what lucky. I understand though, is they actually like, they created that method too. Like basically like some, at some point I was reading this, they're like, listen, boys, like the way we're hanging people is way too inhumane. It's fucked up. It's terrible. We gotta, we gotta at least try to break their necks first. Right. So they like invented the drop down hanging. Right. So but this is in the days of work. the drop down. No, like it but yeah. it gave them the shot. Before right? they right, just right. used to yeah, uh, yeah. like, like a, a police system where someone would just. <laughs> yeah. Before they would just pull them up and let them fucking yeah. hang. Yeah. You let them just, yeah. you, you dangle, <laughs> hang until dead. Like you would just, yeah. that's it. There's no, uh, no snapping on the neck. But so for, but for. Think about that though. Like they're sitting there like somebody literally like brought up with like our, our ways of hanging is fucking barbaric. Okay. There's gotta be a way. We can make it better. Let's break the fucking necks first. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. They're like, they're like, this spectacle takes too long. How can we make it more enjoyable oh. for the viewer who are gathered they, around to watch this? How can we get more people dead quicker? They probably love like, to. What if they like, drop five feet? And snap? The longer they like it, <laughs> right? People are getting bored with the old hanging. So <laughs> they need, need something to new. Spice it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. The last hanging only gathered seven people. Right. This is, our numbers are down fifty percent. Yeah, listen, gotta, guys. Listen, we know it's taking too long. We're losing fucking viewership. We got this guy that's just willing to move in. He's got this brand new thing called a fucking shovel. It's unreal. Maybe he can come up with something. Thomas Whaley, probably the guy that decided to break their necks. <laughs> Should have broke their neck with the shovel. First, <laughs> that would have been way better. Yeah. His first idea was clubbing. <laughs> so uh, to continue the story, it's that uh, Yankee Jim, as he was known, uh, was sitting there hanging, you know, suffering a terrible and painful, slow, choking death. And this this hanging, this specific hanging, was actually attended by most of the townspeople, including Thomas Whaley, who noticed that this undeveloped lot <laughs> could be the perfect place to build his house. <laughs> and as this is man, where... As he's, <laughs> he's looking and he's going, yeah, shit, this, this is a is, nice fucking lot of potential. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. All right. Okay. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Boys. Like that's where I, you know, this is, you say, oh, he's an entrepreneur and all this shit. This is the worst decision anyone's ever made in the history of making decisions. <laughs> like I know, I knew there was a little, like this ha- kind of thing happened every day. We're hanging people. It's normal back yeah. then, but come on. Right. You got this <laughs> yeah. poor guy's fucking toenails are scratching the ground as he's fucking, you know, <laughs> being asphyxiated. Like you're like, I can picture it. My dream. Right. Yeah. right. You're framing him with your hands. Oh yeah. Excuse me. I can, man. I can, can picture it. <laughs> could you move the body out of the way? I kind of want to get a view of the lake. Oh, yeah, it's nice. All right. We'll take he just, his, he he just tangles the body yeah. to the left. You get right one there, of those special right effects, there. like overlays. Like he's like, you see like the gallows, like this like hastily set up like rickshaw gallows. And then there's like a house sitting over it. It's like all the little pillars coming down. Yeah. 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 yeah I can see it. <laughs> I, I The gallows it. was actually used for like the, the opening door of the building. <laughs> Uh, from what I saw, like the, the gallows is like, yeah, it was nothing. It was like what? Like it was like two, it was like two posts with like one, one, <laughs> one post, post across. Yeah, yeah. One post across. And that was pretty much how they hang them. That was it. Put like a bench underneath their feet and then they just kick it out. Yeah. Uh, so three years later in 1855, Thomas Whaley would end up buying that property where uh, originally his first idea was that he was going to build a rat proof granary and he was going to use the bricks from his own brick factory that he had made that he had established uh in that town now um the rat proof granary did not exactly prove as rat proof as he yeah, he's would like, have he's <laughs> like the rat proof granary is a pipe dream it'll never happen um, <laughs> it's impossible to keep them little bastards out yeah, so just about a year later in 1856, Thomas Whaley began constructing what would be his dream house. Um, now, in New York... <laughs> it was, where where a man was hanged. Where many yeah. men were hanged. Like, like yeah. Where multiple people... <laughs> um, next to the town graveyard. Yeah. It's the, where those men were... Ha- like, where the hanged men would be buried. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, so... In New York, apparently, it was a common practice to have uh, like a commercial space on the first floor of the structure, and then you would have the family live in the private rooms on the second floor. And so Whaley took this concept, and he thought this would be a good idea because if you had your business downstairs and your family was living upstairs, 
he figured that there would be less of a chance of the uh, of a repeat of an arsonist burning it down because they wouldn't want to be you know convicted for murder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just That's arson, good... but also murder. Yeah. Which is, that's kind of like, I don't know, that's something to kind of bet. I don't know if that's something you want to bet on. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, no that's shit. my, <laughs> you know, you, you never caught the arsonist. You're like, there's no way that man is that bad where he will, he will also go for murder. So I'm going to put my family in harm's way. Or he thought of it this way. Like, yeah, you want to burn this fucking place down? It's perfect. Because when we fucking catch you, we're going to fucking hang you on the same plot, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, right, right here, right yeah. next, right next to the graveyard <laughs> so not only did he decide to kind of uh you know establish his business on the downstairs of this house like it is a very it's a nicely appointed house i think it's like a greco greco revival type style type of house at the time um it's actually pretty nice pretty pretty spacious um but besides just having his business there um you know by the late 1800s that that building inside was serving as not only his business, his place of business, but it was also uh, the town theater, uh, courthouse, general store, and uh, government office. Uh, so he had all of those things going on down there. Like you can go down there, they have like a little room that's like an actual theater. There's like a small little stage with like, you know, there's seating inside the room. Uh, there's actual Dude, this court. Is, this there's is like, like a, there's a courtroom like in there. The first mansion in California, basically. He's like, <laughs> oh, it's yeah. got everything. <laughs> Um, and it, for a time, was known as the finest residence in Southern California. Uh, I called it. Yep. And it was, I guess he had the entire thing furnished in, you know, the the, the fine woods of mahogany and rosewood, uh, which I don't think would be cheap, but it's pretty nice. Um, so once he had done this in about 1857, Thomas and his love, who had married Anna, uh, had three children. Uh, they had Thomas or uh, Thomas Francis and the baby Anna. And unfortunately, in 1858, Thomas was claimed by scarlet fever. The child, uh, not the the man. Right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah his the namesake, though. Thomas Junior. Thomas Junior. <laughs> yeah. um, and so where. Where the space that Whaley had actually rented out for a shop on the main plaza, so separate. He had other places for shops as well. And so he had a place that was he had been renting out. This place came under target of arsonists. <laughs> this place got burned down. Now, do you think, like, here's a question. I don't know if you can answer this, Dan, but, like, was arson a huge issue back then? Or is is Thomas being fucking targeted? Well, I think that the first, they, they said the first one was specifically targeted towards him. And this might have been also targeted towards him. But I think, I don't know off the top of my head if, or, I, I mean, it probably would be. Like, I, it, does, it doesn't make any sense that it wouldn't be because if you wanted to get rid of a competitor, you would just set their place on fire because everything's made of wood back then. Like, And then you can jack your prices up and be like, well, I'm the only game in town. True. It's a real shame what happened. Yeah. But I mean, you'd also want to be like, I'm sure they would kind of calculate like those places. Like you'd want your shop built and like, you know, the, you know, yeah, you look, see the old Western towns and all the buildings are closely put together. You wouldn't want like, uh, you wouldn't want to try to burn down the general store. That's right next to like the saloon. Right. Because you're just like, yeah. you burn everything down. You burn the entire fucking town down. And I don't, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would keep it from not burning the whole place. down. <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, like they had like a fire truck. Ready right. to go. So you don't have a fire brigade or anything. Like to it's got guys with buckets of water, maybe, and like a horse and to piss on it or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh but because of the loss of the of the child Thomas and uh the the shop that got burned down, uh Thomas decided to take his family and move back to San Francisco. And so it's it it's weird because when I what I read said that they they fucking he moved and helped settle Alaska. After the after this last attempt, after the Scarlet Fever, fever did he move bizarre. up there? Did he work for the government up there too? Yeah, it's like yeah, he yeah, helped. Yeah. He helped with actually like settling Alaska. He was one of the. He worked for the government. He was on the fucking main team, whatever the fuck that means. Did his family go with him, or is it just him? The whole family. They all lived up there. They all lived up there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that might oh, be fuck. something that happened during that time. So well, they moved back to San Francisco. You guys are fucking jack of all trades then, hey? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. he was every, he I mean, yeah, he seemed like a, he did a lot of traveling. Like they would move to where he'd go where the business was. So yeah, like I, there, I, when was the Yukon gold rush? Yeah. When was oh, that? Yeah, was that makes sense. Yeah. Time? yeah, probably. So then he probably 
went up there doing the same kind of thing. He's following probably, the money. Yeah, he probably made good money here. And then he's like, well, you know, they're going to need shovels in Alaska. So sell yeah. shovels in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, while they were uh, in between when they were not living in San Diego, um, they had three more children. They had George, Violet, and <clears throat> Corinne, who they called Lillian, which seems weird. Um, yep. Why would you name why your kid? Why don't you just name him Lillian then, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, made, uh, that didn't make sense to me either. The house was formally completed or like when, when it gained its final form was in 1868 <laughs> uh, is when it finished. Now, later on in 1882, um, Violet, uh, one of the daughters, married a George T. Bertolacci. And Bertolacci, huh? Bertolacci, right? Bertolacci. Now, it turned out that Bertolacci was a con artist, and he only married Violet in the hopes that he would be able to get his hands on some of the Whaley family fortune, because they were doing pretty well. They were considered, you know, they were probably yeah. one of the more influential <laughs> families. Uh, He's a gold digger. Yeah. <laughs> but I not, feel like that's know. just like Thomas's... <laughs> Thomas, you gotta you gotta dump this guy. He's a greasy Italian. He's yeah. after the money. Get rid of him. Yeah, he, pure he's only racism here for the back money. then. Probably some yeah, nice that's guy. That's what I'm I like, got nah, to. I'm like, nah. who's telling this story? Yeah, <laughs> right. Who's telling? Because it's not like George is saying this. Well, he like took off apparently. Like he disappeared for like a better part of yeah, a year or something fucking, like that. Because good old Tommy boy was practicing with his shovel. <laughs> Swinging for the fences in the yeah. backyard. He was hitting I, a dummy. <laughs> I don't know, darling. He disappeared. Guy fucked yeah. off. It's crazy Italian. He's after the money. I don't. I can't tell you what happened. Uh, but they did put in. They did put in for divorce, and divorce. Uh, the divorce papers apparently took the the entire procedure took almost a year to finalize, and it's said that Violet never recovered from the shame um, of of having to be divorced and being. You know, she's now a <laughs> gay. Yeah, yeah. Well, just divorce didn't happen back then. Yeah, yeah, it was just something it like just that. Wasn't it wasn't a thing. It was a huge, oh, man. you know, she became like a town pariah of some type, yeah. whatever. Um, you recover from the shame almost instantly now. <laughs> <laughs> some say Sometimes you almost feel better. <laughs> just walking out of the courthouse. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's almost instantly. an improvement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's People totally, I'm glad we've, uh, we've changed the, uh, you know, the, uh, what is it called? Uh, that aspect, the stigma, yeah, cleared that up because it's it's a real positive thing. <laughs> I would say so. So, Cut unfortunately for Violet, uh, the uh, back then, the it was not it was not a quick recovery because she ended up in 1885 taking her own life at 22. Ah, oh, sad man. Um, <clears throat> now, apparently, she locked herself in the privy and shot herself in the chest. Yeah, and she didn't die oh, right away. A and horrible Thomas, way to die. Thomas brought her back in the house. Yeah, and then that's she died on the she, table. She died. She died on the table shortly after. So she obviously did, it wasn't a kill shot. So she would have suffered um, to the end. That's sad. Terrible way to go. And so apparently, and her other sister, uh, Corinne. Uh, was actually engaged to be married at the time of Violet's death. Uh, but her fiancé broke off the marriage due to the scandal that the suicide had caused. And well, those are two big no-nos back there that bring much shame, <laughs> I imagine, is divorce and suicide. So with these two, I mean, if you count them, if you're, if you're keeping count of the, uh, the, the family misfortunes of the Whaley's, you have the young child, Thomas. Scarlet Fever. Scar claimed by Scarlet Fever, and you yeah. have Violet, uh, who was um, uh, who died Shot by suicide. Chest. Died by suicide, um, and so <clears throat> normally with paranormal activity, uh, you, you usually have like these types of events uh, would be seen as kind of prime uh, suspects, or you know these these would be the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here the um, uh, triggers or something like catalysts. There we go. Like these yeah, would be for, catalysts for paranormal activity that would happen. Um, you know, whether they're spirits, you know, young, young children, child spirits who die, um, uh, usually being attached to the places that they live and um, having a, a large tragedy like violets and, you know, a prolonged, you know, prolonged, like a going through divorce for a year back then must have been hell. And then plus, you know, going into the, 
the deep depression that that brought and then her committing suicide, uh, those two things, it could probably chalk up to being uh, what what would cause perhaps a paranormal episode. Well, I like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I, I, other than being wealthy, it sounds like this is, this family's had nothing but bad luck. And you look at Mm -hmm. like, maybe they were already cursed to begin with. Like maybe Thomas did something, you know, in his, in his life that, you know, maybe was, he made a couple shady deals or something like that because like these random arson attacks and shit like that. Like that's fucking, I just, Unless we're missing something and this was like a rampant issue where, oh, you fucking guy next to me is opening up a fucking, you know, a hat store. So I got to torch it. Like, that's just yeah. what we do here. Right. Yeah. Like, it literally feels like something's like somebody's Maybe. following him <laughs> and going after him. <laughs> I'm going to open up my hat store across the street from your hat store. The hell yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to burn your shit to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh- it's it's crazy. Well, I guarantee you it's like grand opening for one hat store is the same day the other one burns down. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Was, boys, wasn't there just a hat store across the street? There I need was. a coffee, boys. Yeah, let's yeah. take a quick coffee break. We'll be right back and I'll give you guys my theory on why I think Thomas uh, Whalen shot his daughter in the chest. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. Um, I kind of thought one of the thinkings I had was I was like, and I mean... We know Violet took her own life, and as tragic as it is, I thought it was kind of weird that, um, you know, the account of the suicide is only by Thomas Whalen. Um, and it, I just thought, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, you would go for a, if you're trying to kill yourself, go for a chest shot. And I mean, I don't know why, but like, it's because it seems like it wouldn't, I don't know, didn't add up to me. And then when I'm looking at this guy and all the shady stuff he's he's kind of into and all these business dealings, he's getting oh, she shot herself the- in the heart to signify a broken heart, but she missed her heart. Yeah. Or what I kind of thought was that maybe you know he she had brought so much shame to the Whalen uh, family uh, by dating this guy he didn't want her to date um, that he killed her. Right. Because then I because I, I was thinking of why you would have this ghost later on be so upset in the area. Right, and I thought I thought maybe that could be a hypothetical. But, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, there are a variety of ghosts, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, she died of a broken heart, anyways. I mean, that's yeah, enough lo- to for your. And then they brought her back in the house. Yeah, right. And well, she also, died there. A lot of the reports of the ghosts in the house. Some people say is the mother, right? And why yeah, would the mother be hanging around if you know? And then I kind of thought. You know, you could go two routes. She's upset because her daughter was murdered or she's up that upset that her daughter uh, took her own life. Well, like, I wonder if the whole family is cursed and that's part of their curse. They're they're going to stay in like that purgatory, right? Yeah. Instead of moving on. And that's why they're stuck. They're like fucking locked to this house. <laughs> well, it might be something about the house itself if, if it's to be believed that even before all of the tragedy happened, apparently the Whaley's had told the local newspaper that they were actually experiencing poltergeist activity and that they believed that it was the ghost of the one James Yankee Jim Robertson. <laughs> Robertson. Well, and I think they were just saying him because Thomas Whalen had witnessed him die, watched him die on the exact spot where they built the house. So how many other people were there and had been killed before he, he doesn't know. So I think it, it, it just makes sense well, but, to attribute it to the one, you know, but well, I, this ghost was actually also exceptionally tall. Yeah. And it like yeah. big, heavy footsteps is what they were describing. So from these also with the heavy footsteps that they, they heard that they would attribute like, it must've been like a very, you know, should have been a very tall man, uh, mm-hmm. long strides. Um, there were apparently accounts of passerbys that would go by the Whaley house and they would claim that they would see apparitions in the home's windows from the streets. Um, and even during the house's later periods of restoration, they would have workers and people who had come to visit have claimed hearing strange and unexplained sounds. I just uh, think it was Thomas Whalen. He's sitting in the middle of the living room with like strings and pulleys with cardboard cutouts around the windows. Home alone so the staff. arson, yeah, yeah. so because all the arsonists, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it looked like someone was always looking out the window. It's all security system back in the day. <laughs> so to this day, it's it's usually considered that there are about 
that that it, I mean, it is considered the the U.S.'s the the most, the most haunted, haunted house. house in the United States in the, in the world States. in the in the world. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's in the United States in the world. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Dust and spookiest place in all of the world. Uh, yeah, certified not? by the Ghost well, Choice Awards. Well, yeah, well, technically, maybe only house. in San Diego. Can't, but it can't be the most fine. haunted place because, I mean, you have the most Just haunted Just haunted this house in all of the world. Right, haunted yeah. house, but I'm saying there's like haunted castles. It's haunted this house. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it. the 2022 uh, Ghost Choice Awards most haunted house. <laughs> you heard it here. Certified. Yeah, we gotta get a stamp made. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, there are a number of, uh, spooky experiences that people have had visiting this house. Cause apparently in the 1960s, like since the 1960s, the house has actually been, um, it's, it's been registered as like a, a na- like a historical, a national historical monument. Like it's, it's going to be there forever. Um, until arson is burned down. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, I, since then, I, I believe like the the numbers of visitors that that go through there every year is usually around like eighty to one hundred thousand a year. Yeah, it's crazy. And people, it's, a, tour, it's a tourist attraction. I mean, it's right smack dab in the middle of Old Town San Diego. So there's a bunch of stuff down there. You, you know, you want to visit and see what San Diego kind of looked like during the the Gold Rush period and stuff like that. But it's been restored, um, and um, y- you can go visit. They have two tours that go through there. Uh, but people who have been on these tours, uh, you know, and when they do have the they, they do have ghost tours as well, including uh, Regis Philbin, including Regis Philbin. Yeah, he's one of the more. He's probably the most famous person who's had an, a sighting of an apparition uh, inside this house. He claims uh, to, the, I mean, some people aren't sure they, he, if it was the lady, if it was Violet, um, they're not sure, but well, I was, just, she was wearing green. So I'm assuming it was uh, Lady Day Mayonnaise. What, what was her name again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it. What did we talk about the last case with the green being the sign of the devil? Yes. The devil's wench. Right. Yeah. Right. The devil's wench. And so now you see the, this woman in green. It makes me think that maybe there was some some sort of shady, maybe there were some occult practices going on by some of the women in the house for whatever well, reason to I try to get thinking, rid of ghosts. Well, but not only that, like we're, we're Thomas, we're hearing his account and he's saying arson, arson, arson. What if his wife's a fucking witch? What yeah. if there what if there's a fire bug in the family? Like, you know, who knows? Maybe one of the family members is fucking crazy and trying to kill him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's usually agreed on that two of the major apparitions that, that occur in the Whaley house and that have been witnessed uh, a couple of times, at least a number of times. So, um, usually there's a report of a young woman, uh, apparition of a young woman, uh, who seems to inhabit the second floor of the house. Now this ghost is I think if you ask most people, it's usually widely believed it's a possibility it's something else, but a lot of people believe that it's Violet, that it's the ghost of Violet. Um, because also people who have witnessed this ghost or they've been on the second floor, that people have also detected the scent of a French perfume uh, that permeates the house. And that used to be, um, well, apparently that one used to be the, it could possibly be Anna because Anna usually wore French perfume. Mm-hmm. So I believe there is at least one guide that, because I get all my information from Ghost Adventures. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, when the when the crack team of Zach Baggins and the Ghost Adventures visited the the Whaley House, uh, they spoke to one jokey. Tolentino, who apparently is a head docent, which is a guide. I had to look it up. Yeah. I had to look up what a docent was. I had no idea. I was like, I don't know why they didn't just say guide. Like it's just a tour I thought guide. it was it's, caretaker, but it's like a caretaker sense. tour guide. Like I don't, yeah. I don't. Oh I boys, if if a place has a caretaker, it's haunted. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. ten times. So put that on the list of criteria. Yeah, absolutely for, for ghosts. Yeah, what is it? Did they pay? Here's my question: Did they pull this guy's fucking mask off and find out it was him the whole no, time? It was a lady. <laughs> 
or her mask off and find out it was her all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah they they found oil underneath the uh, underneath yeah, the right? yeah, trying to scare yeah. everybody off. All right. I'm uh, trying to see if uh, there's an abandoned gold mine underneath the Whaley House. It's still a has gold. It in was it. old man Jackie Tolentino all along. Jokey, Jokey. Her name is Jokey. Jokey. Um, but but apparently Jokey and in her time that she's been uh, a docent for 13 years at that place. Uh, she says that she's seen at least six apparitions and that they're usually on the second floor. And she says that they're always walking away, that they, she has the feeling that these ghosts never, never allow her to see their face. Like they don't want her to see their faces. And even in photos, there's been photos, you can look up photos of alleged, you know, uh, apparitions and none from our favorite ghostographer. He hasn't been there yet. No. Tim no, Skull Lion, but I'm sure he'll be on it one day. Um, <laughs> that's his name. He I, told that's us. How, yeah, it's, that's yeah. how he told us to say it. Yeah. And yeah. then he said Scullion immediately after. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we corrected him. It is yeah. Skull Lion. In yes. Fact. Uh, but there's been pictures where of these operations. And in these pictures, if you look, it does seem that the head of the operation is always looking away as if not to be fo- like photographed. Yes. There's a, there's a one story that I heard from, from Jokey. It was uh, one night while she was like putting in the, uh, the, the code for the alarm to lock up. She's in the middle of doing it. And she heard a voice clear as day saying like, why are you here? And it scared the shit out of her and she sprinted out of the house and it was before she could set the alarm. So the alarm went off and the, the police come and they're like talking to her and like, okay, like, you know, like we have to do a little routine, look around, everything's clear. He's, they're like, you know, you're good to go back in. Um, did you like, it, you know, is it just, it's just you and the other employee there with the green, in the green dress? She's like, no, no, I'm the only person here. So the fucking police supposedly saw fucking uh, Anna Delaney's or whatever. <laughs> well, it's funny you it's funny you bring up the police too because police seem to have uh, be more affected in this house than others, and uh, even visiting police officers who were taking tours, um, you know, report being scratched, uh, having marks around their necks, kind of losing their breath all of a sudden, um, and some people say that might be because Yankee Jim, um, you know, wants revenge wants revenge on, on law, law enforcement, enforcement for, you know, taking his life. Maybe unjustly, maybe he just stole a boat, right? And like, you know, is that worth losing your life for? I don't know, but Yankee Jimmy should have It's a really it. nice boat. Could you, like, you know, I, if a ghost is going to talk to you, like, get out, you're like, oh yeah, that's fucking scary. But like, why are you here? That's like, it's a fucking, <laughs> I kind of like, it's like kind of mean girls. You're like, why are you here? Yeah, why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? You can't sit here. Why are you here? Get out of here. What are you doing here? Boo. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but like lots of people have, you know, had interactions with the ghosts or seen an apparition or seen these smells. Some people say deca- decaying a smell upstairs. Some people get wafts of like cigar smoke. Yeah, from Thomas is, Whaley. The yeah, appar- and supposedly was- he blows and it's only women's faces on the second floor. If they're on the second floor, he'll they report fucking tobacco smoke being blown in their face. Right, but like to me, okay, so again, this goes to Thomas Whalen's character as a ghost. <laughs> he, but that, that I read that and I was like, what a sign of disrespect, right? I can't imagine ever that like taking a drag of a cigar and just fucking blowing it in someone's face. Yeah, but what was, he's a ghost. Yeah, he's I'm a ghost. To, what are you going to do? But he's not doing it to men. He's not doing it to men. Well, he chooses to do it to he, what you, Like he's not going to be like... Come like fucking float down and be like, Madame, you look very beautiful today in your dress. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And leave. Like he's gotta no. do some spooky shit. I but I think um yeah, it it, it I I thought that was kind of interesting. And, and they it's always that really sh- they get a strong whiff of cigar. And I heard supposedly too, like in when you're walking around like the 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 dining table and all that type of shit, you can actually like smell food. Like you smell like fresh bread being cooked and shit like that. That's weird. I think there's there is also <laughs> they've got those fucking glade fresheners everywhere. They got a scent for everything. Yeah. Um, there's also a tale told of when the uh, when the whaleys. I think the like while it was being built or while they were in San Francisco, they actually rented out the house to or they rented out some rooms in the house to a a troop, a performing um, 
theater troupe. And then they hadn't been there like two weeks or something. And then the head of the troupe actually mysteriously died in that, oh, shit. in that thing. Um, and Jokey, uh, going back to her, her, one of her stories, as I said, that she once saw, um, like she was coming out from one of the rooms in the second floor. And she said that she looked over to where the kind of like where the, where the stairs goes up. I mean, you can look at photos of the, the house. There's like a, um, there's a stairs that leads up to the second floor and there's like a, the balustrade there. There's a, you know, a, a what's it called? A banister. It's like a banister there. And she said that she saw like an, an elderly looking, not like an elderly looking man, well, elderly looking man, uh, like white beard, white hair. And he was standing over the Santa. the banister, like looking over, looking down on the stairs. Um, apparently like you could see the theater from there, from that, from that area. And then she said when she kind of, she like turned to like look at something else. And then when she turned back, it was gone. It was gone. And so you could kind of, you know, if it happened just one time, you'd be like, okay, maybe just like saw something out of the corner of her eye, just didn't catch it. But she said that another docent, another guide actually saw that same apparition in the same place, in the same position, um, like in the morning, like mm-hmm. during the, like not that same day, but another time, like saw the exact same thing, but he was going up the, the, the docent or the guide was going up the stairs and he saw that same man matching that description that Jokey had saw. And supposedly I've like, I've heard you can kind of hear faint sounds like vaudeville music and they attribute that to those guys. So they could just be hanging out and you'll be hearing steak and eggs and eggs and steak. That type of shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then there's um, also another story of what other vaudeville girl. hits are there? Well, that's fucking, that was the biggest one. But, <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's that little girl that broke her neck out while she was playing outside. And then they brought her into the Whaley house and she ended up dying in the, in the house. So they say that you can kind of, you see her running around the house every once in a while. And then obviously because of like Thomas who died of, uh, Scarlet fever, you can hear baby crying. Right. Yeah. There is a, yeah, people have reported hearing sound like small, small footsteps, footsteps like, you know, that you would hear from a child, uh, like running around. That's that's, child footsteps running around upstairs. Those are small. I lived, I lived (laughs) below (laughs) a couple toddlers. It was like house hippos upstairs. (laughs) 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 Like, and then you'd hear a bail, like a fucking sack of potatoes just fell on the floor, and you're like, oh, he tripped by a blood curdling (laughs) scream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking great. Uh, but yeah, but the, so, so stuff like that, like the the uh, the child uh, breaking her neck, um, and it perhaps being a, led to be an apparition. That leads me more to believe in the idea that it's something about the land. It's something about the the place, not as opposed to the family being cursed. Um, mm-hmm. If if it's well, maybe one of the family members tripped the kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Ghost yes. Trip. Sure. It's just part of the sacrificial rite that yeah. Anna had to do in order to well, set more Yankee businesses on fire. <laughs> uh, uh. I mean, possibility. you can still go. So if, you, if you've if you been in the San Diego area and you've uh, been to this house, let us know if you've had a creepy experience, uh, something spooky there. Or if you're planning to go, make sure to take pictures uh, and let us know you've gone because we want to know. I, I would love to go to that um, looks nice. the 2022 most haunted house uh, chosen by the ghost. I'm going to make a shirt that ghost just says Choice ghost Awards. Choice Awards judge yeah. that we can sell to people. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you wear that, if you wear that shirt to a haunted place, then you can... Based on our podcast, you can certify it yourself. <laughs> we'll, send we you, we'll send you. We'll send you. We'll send you a, a criteria list to check <laughs> yeah. to check off, like mark the yeah. boxes. Yeah, hundred. <laughs> put it on then, scale. Yeah, hundred percent. And then and then you send it into us with a picture of yourself with your little score thing with your official uh, Ghost Choice Awards judge shirt, and uh, we'll log it. We'll log. We'll make it. Maybe we'll make a little designated place on our website. <laughs> Right for Ghost Choice Awards. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny. It'd be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to, you know, I'll put the I'll put the shirt up there soon, and I'll I'll do a shirt and a sticker so you can slap the sticker uh, when you're at the place. People can be like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, it's a this Ghost is Choice a historical Awards. monument. <laughs> yeah, and now it's the 2022 most haunted house in America. Congratulations! Certified. Congratulations! <laughs> 
take a snap, snap a picture. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a little ribbon that you can snip after you do it. There you you tape it to the door, a little scotch tape. Mm. <laughs> Perfect. Anyways, um, that's a, you know, it's a haunted house. I I mean. It's not the, it's not a haunted house. It's the most haunted house. Well, and, and like you look at it, it's got, it, it was where they killed people. They killed people. So even if you have one person that died on that land, that was like unjustly, like you, it's, you know, like you said, Dan, when you think about how to make somewhere paranormally activated, this is how you do it, right? Like it's right next to the cemetery, build right where they murdered people, uh, <laughs> justly or unjustly. Uh, and then you have a string of unfortunate accidents in the house. Um, it's just, you know, a, the perfect storm for a, a paranormally a activated house. Yeah. <laughs> So it's interesting that people now, like you said, Andrew, that girl and stuff who brought in the house, that once, if you die in the house, you're trapped there. Yeah. That's what it seems like. It's purgatory, man. But then I kind of wonder Until if that's like a place. unfinished business. If I, that's kind of why I wonder if like we're a place where they like, see the, like the devil's wench and stuff. If that place, these places were sites of where they practice some sort of occult rituals and it just traps your spirit or soul if you die there. Right. And like, it's, yeah. it's part of the, you know, hypothetically like the, the devil's plan or whatever. And that's why people see the, the green devil's wench there. Cause that fits the description of what we've read in the past uh, for some of these. And Eloise uh, de Mayonnaise was a witch. Yeah. I'm saying it. Awesome. You open a gateway to hell. Hey, anyways, that's why everything keeps burning down. If you, uh, if you're going, let us know. And um, I'm actually don't know how to end this because we don't know if this is going to be a case file or not. So keep those eyes on the skies. Peace, everybody.